Um, I figured I would, um, talk to you, uh, for a minute. Um, hang on here one second, let me, let me switch this scanner feed off. There we go. Yes, we're using the iPad. Um, with the Anchor app, it's got a totally different layout, but it ain't bad. It's actually pretty nice <clears throat> for what it is, really. Um, just taking some a little bit of time to get used to, but I'm getting there. Um, but I uh, wanted to talk to you about a scripture. And... Um, In fact, you know what? I think I'll go read it. Um, it's out of Second Corinthians. I will tell you um, that it's a scripture I've heard for a long time, but never really took thought of like I should have. I'm using a set of real Bibles that a friend of mine gave to me. Um, quite a while ago, I did a review on these. Um, APH used to put these out along with the, Amer the uh, American Bible Society. Now, the American Bible Society is still a thing, and APH is still a thing, but, but they don't do this anymore. Braille Bibles International is where I would recommend, and then there's a one, one other place that uh, I need to ask my friend and um, kind of do a review of getting Bibles from them uh, for the podcast. But uh, let's see, Second Corinthians ten, I believe this is it. Um, let me see here. Uh, where's the verse at? Where's the verse at? I know I read it not too long ago. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, we'll start in verse 3. Um, actually, do we want to start in, uh, no, we'll start at verse one and, uh, we'll go through, uh, verse, uh, let's see. Oh, here. Okay. We'll go through, um. <clears throat> uh, verse uh, 5 is what we'll go through. Let me turn my phone down. Okay, there 
Alright, uh, we'll read this together. It just simply says this, and I think this is very important. I have read this and heard different studies on it. I was listening to a YouTube channel that I'm subscribed to called... Um, uh, called Chosen and Faithful that puts really good um, teachings on there and um, really well thought out and uh, Anthony Mangan has one on there and uh, it, that was put up there this morning I'll tell you what it is here in a minute um let me just pull it up on my phone quick. Straight talk to men. And this, now I haven't gone through it yet, but just a little bit I've looked at this morning. Just, I, it convicted me. Uh, the Lord convicted me through it. Um, but let's go ahead and read this. We're reading it from the King James. Um, and uh, I'll go ahead and read this. It says, Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am, base, uh, am basin among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you, that I may be, or I may not be bold when I am present with that, con or with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Okay, look at verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And then look at this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And look at verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring in, bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. And then verse 6 uh, talks about having a readiness to revenge all disobedience. You know... Folks, I have read that and read that and read that and read that over and over and over again. I've even taught on it. You better believe it. Yeah, I, I've even taught on this. I have, um, I have taught on this verse over and over and over again. But yet, this time, the verse really hit me. I mean, it hit me. I want to read this again um, in uh, verse 4. Um, look at uh, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, 
but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Okay, well, well, actually, we'll stop there. Pulling down of strongholds. Now, we're not going to get too terribly deep because I could do a whole series on this. But um, I, I just love this part. I love this part. For the weapons of our warfare. Now, we obviously know, know what warfare is. We know that uh, warfare is things that go on in the spirit. And um, I tell you, if you don't believe that we're in a warfare, uh, we need to do a self-check. Um, we're definitely in a warfare. I didn't know what warfare was uh, for a number of years. And then I finally figured it out the more I studied. So he, he just simply says, our weapons of warfare are not carnal. Now, the Corinthians have already heard about carnal. Um, Paul had told them in the previous letter that carnal minds cannot understand things of the Spirit because they have no relationship with God. In essence, that's what he was saying. So our weapons of warfare, the way that we take captive things, it's not a carnal weapon. It, you know, can you imagine, uh, the way I like to think of this is, can you imagine going to war and they give you a weapon and it's a very small, uh, let's say it's a very small sword, very small sword and it, it doesn't look like it can do any damage. And so you go into battle and then you realize that the enemy's sword that they have is much bigger, much more sharper, and can do a lot more damage. And then you realize this is very carnal. This is very useless. I can't do nothing with this. And in this case, uh, warfare are not carnal. Well, we need to understand too, and it took me a while to really get this, that our weapons of warfare uh, are not what the world wants us to think. And if we abide by our weapons of warfare, I'll just go to therapy or do this or do that. Uh, that is literally a carnal weapon because it will only last you a little bit until uh, you really get into spiritual warfare. And so carnal says, okay, this is the world's way of thinking. This is not God's way. Because nothing through God is carnal. But listen what he says. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Not through self, not through the flesh. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Okay, so that's verse 4. To the pulling down of strongholds. I, I can't even begin to tell you how mighty our weapons of warfare are uh, through the power of intercession, to the, uh, through the power of prayer, through the power of taking things captive, uh, through the power of reading God's word. 
and what Paul is saying um, to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, your stronghold uh, could be uh, something that is holding you back. And uh, it could be a multitude of things. It could be stress. It could be uh, being worried about things. It could be fear. You know, whatever your stronghold happens to be. And it's, you know, it can it can be the same or it can be different for each believer. But I love uh, how Paul says that our weapons of warfare are mighty through God. And again, I have read this over and over and over and over again. But it just really hit me this morning. And uh, just how mighty taking our thought captives are. But I want to uh, read verse 5 uh, to the end of verse 5. It says, casting down imaginations. Uh-oh. Yeah. Casting down imaginations. You know, when we, when I think of imaginations at least, um, I think about when we're imagining things of happening even though they're not. You know, when we were kids, I didn't realize it then. Um, and I don't think, you know, family did at the time. But uh, when we think of imaginations, we think of uh, make-believe stuff. Um, we think of... Um, things that are, are technically not true. So we imagine things uh, happening even though they're not. And so Paul is saying, okay, here's what the non-carnal weapons of warfare do, the weapons that are mighty through God, even to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. And then he, he's not done. And then he says, every high th and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Okay, well, this really spoke to me. It really did. It really spoke to me. Everything that exalteth itself. Well, when we exalt Jesus, we're literally putting him to a high standard in our lives. And... Um, you know, that's important. But yet, when we're exalting something, <coughs> or excuse me, when we're uh, trying to exalt something, or the world is exalting something uh, that is trying to come against the knowledge of God, uh, trying to come against the things of God, Paul writes to the church at Corinth and he says, okay. Here is what the weapons of our warfare do. They pull down the strongholds. They um, pull down every imagination. The third thing that they pull down is everything that tries to put itself against the knowledge of God. And yes, folks, that includes our thoughts, that includes our worries, that includes our fears, that includes everything. And like I said, when I heard uh, Anthony Mangan preach on this this morning, uh, it really hit me. And I know it wasn't Anthony uh, when he was preaching this years ago. I, I know that. But it was the Lord that really got a hold of me. Because he, these three things, and we're not done yet. 
So we, we have the pulling down of strongholds. We have uh, the pulling down of imaginations. And now we have the pulling down of things that exalt themselves higher than the Lord. Look at this. And then, and then it says, And bringing into captivity every thought of the obedience of Christ. Okay? So not only do we have the pulling down of strongholds, the pulling down of imaginations, the pulling down of everything that exalts itself. So we have those three things. But now the last thing that we have is the fourth thing. We say bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Oh, boy. I tell you what, folks, I, I really want to talk to those of us who are uh, not married and we're not dating uh, yet. We don't, uh, God hasn't revealed to us yet who he wants us to be with. Doesn't mean that he won't because we know that we, he will, but yet um, we're, we're, we are still serving him, but yet uh, he, he still hasn't revealed to us who he wants us to be with. I want to talk to you for just a minute because this really hit me. And I had to repent this morning because there were things uh, before I repented this morning that uh, I was involved with that I thought, you know what? I need to repent of this. I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing that. But listen to this. So we have the pulling down of strongholds, you know, strongholds being fear, worry, um, things of that nature, the pulling down of imagination. Well, we know what that is. The pulling down of things that are not true. Um, Make-believe stuff. And then we have the part where Paul says, pulling down of things that try to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Uh, pulling down things that um, people think that are better than what God has. And they try to come against the knowledge of God. So we have that. And then this last part bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Okay, I want to talk to you about this, bringing into captivity every thought. Well, what thought is Paul talking about? Well, simply he's talking about this, taking every thought into captivity that is not a godly thought. And yes, folks, that includes sexual thoughts. I'm sorry to offend you, but I have a holy God that I'm more worried about offending more than anything. That includes sexual thoughts. That includes thoughts of dirty things. Folks, I've been there, especially here recently. And folks, that, like I said, when uh, Anthony read that scripture... The Lord convicted me right there and I had to say, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. I need your help to, to take these thoughts down. And um, I just, I need your help. And uh, right then I just, 
I felt peace. And um, yes, in Jesus' name. So, you know, we think about this and we're like, oh, well, we don't really have to do this. Paul was just talking to Corinth. No, he wasn't. Don't listen to these scholars and these professors that tell you that um, Paul was just writing to Corinth. No, no. Paul was writing to everybody. Paul said bringing these, bringing into captivity. You know, when you bring something into captivity, you put it into stop and you're bringing it to the throne room of God and you're bringing it before God and you're taking authority over it in Jesus' name. Not on your own authority. Don't do that because that won't work. Because then what's going to happen is you're going to have a thought process far worse than what you already had. So bringing him to captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ, to the obedience. What does that mean? Well, when you bring a thought into captivity, you know what Christ requires for obedience. You know what Christ wants for obedience. You can even read the Old Testament and you can read the sayings of Christ and um, you know, you can read things of that nature. Um, but, you know, every thought to the obedience of Christ, how important that is um, to bring a thought into the obedience of Christ. Let's look at verse 6 quick uh, before we go to verse, or uh, before verse 7 hits. And it goes into a different category. Verse 6 says, Having an a readiness to revenge all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled. I want to look at this. So the last thing Paul says here, And having an a readiness to revenge all disobedience. The way you revenge all that is every time all of those things Paul talks about, every imagination, every stronghold, every um, everything that exalts itself above God's knowledge, everything, uh, every thought, every dirty thought, when it is put under the obedience of Christ, listen what Paul says, and having a readiness. So there's got to be a readiness. You have to be ready at all times. And the greatest way I have learned, and I have failed so many times, and I've had to repent of this this morning, the, the worst thing that we can do is to not be ready and not be prepared. And the worst way that we cannot be prepared is to not go into God's holy word. And that, that is, oh my, that is important. Listen to this. Having a readiness to revenge all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled. The way that your obedience is fulfilled. Is taking your thought processes. Taking every imagination. Taking every stronghold. Every, um, everything that 
exalts itself above God, everything, and you take that into captivity, yes, in the name of Jesus, you take that into captivity right now. And Paul said, when that is taken, here's what he's really saying, when that is taken into captivity and you have a readiness to revenge all disobedience, and the way you do that, you do that when your obedience is fulfilled by taking this thought process into complete, complete, complete captivity. And you take it to God. Because Jesus, you know, believe it or not, folks, Jesus died literally for everything. Every thought process, every imagination, everything. Every fear, every stronghold, everything. So just know that the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus is far more greater than what we can think of. Oh, Shanda Bahaya. Whoo, Jesus. The blood of Jesus is our ultimate weapon because Satan cannot stand the blood of Jesus. He can't stand the blood of Jesus. And folks, we need to get to the point to where we plead the blood. Oh, yes. We need to plead the blood of Jesus over our thoughts, over our minds, over our actions. Oh, yes. I can't even begin to tell you how many times the Lord's tried to speak to me on this. And up until this morning, I didn't listen. Oh, we need to plead the blood over everything that tries to exalt itself over the knowledge of God. We need to plead the blood over everything that tries to uh, come against our prayer life, tries to come against our um, uh, thought life and our uh, sexual life and uh, our things that try to make us um, unpure and unclean. We need to come against that. And the only way we can do that is with the blood of Jesus Christ. And I say that with a heart. Folks, if if you feel that God has not convicted you, I believe God is trying to speak to his people. But yet, all we've tried to do is put it off and put it off. Don't put it off until it's too late. Because there is a time where it is too late. And you're... And you'll realize I should have listened to the Lord. And folks, I'm so glad that when I read this scripture, I listened to what the Lord said. And I got my Bible out. And I recorded this. And folks, I pray that each of you, I know I've been doing a lot of tech stuff lately for this podcast, but please hear me carefully. If we don't take these things and put them under the blood of Christ, and we don't settle it, and we don't take disobedience, we don't take fear, we don't take doubt, we don't take any of that imaginable thing, we don't take anything that exalts itself, we don't take any uh, thought, every dirty thought, every pornography thought, we don't take any of that, we don't put it under the blood of Christ, it's too late, it's too late, it's too late. Now listen, that doesn't mean that thoughts won't come up. But friend, I, I just, I want to tell you this. And I want to tell you this with love. You and I 
have a way of taking these thoughts captive. Friends, God does not consider you when you have been filled with the Holy Ghost. You've been saved. You've been sanctified. You've been, you have shown through baptism that you are saved and you're living a life that is pleasing to the Lord. God does not consider you a weak human being. Does not. Oh, yes. God does not consider you a weak human being. Oh, how awesome that is. Yes. Well, I wanted to give you that lesson because it really spoke to me this morning. It really did. Um, I want to uh, just give you that lesson and I hope it encourages you. By the way, like I said, I do have a Braille Bible review coming up. I might have mentioned this already. Um, I think I might have tried to do a review on it before, but I didn't really get too far. Um, but anyway... Um, what the review is going to be on is a set of Braille Bibles that you can get from uh, Braille Bibles International. And folks, I want to talk to you about something. I want to talk more about it in the podcast. But I've had many people tell me, well, I have to send in a form. I have to do this. I have to do that. Well, look. I used to be against all that. Oh, yes. I used to be against it. I thought, why would I do that? But then, a couple years ago, I had to get my my set again. I had to get the set again after a good long um, 14 years, really. Um, and uh, I had to get my own set again. And um, I had to contact the company. And when I got these uh, again... I just quickly realized just how nice they really are compared to your free options. Now, these particular ones I use today are ones I keep in my bedroom. And uh, they're ones that I use in here. Now, I have another pair that I use in my office uh, when I'm in there that we're going to do a review of. Now, these you can't get anymore. These ones that I have in the bedroom... These were sent over by a friend of mine. The ones in my office you still can get. But uh, really looking forward to that review. And I'm going to do my best to go over uh, the King James ones. Of course, you know, uh, you guys know that I'm a King James guy. And uh, I like the King James and I support it 100%. It is not my second or third translation. I keep it as my first. All the other ones are second or third or fourth translations. Uh-huh. Um, but I wanted to uh, just show you that. By the way, an update. We are going to be building the shelf for these uh, Bibles and for my print Bibles, too. So this will be my ultimate library room in here. My office has... Uh, a library in it, uh, partly. I, I have a couple Bibles that I keep in there, my filing cabinet. 
Uh, I have a Rary King James uh, study Bible of Thompson Chain. Um, I have, you know, a couple books that I keep in there that I don't really use. It's just things that I like to keep in there that I don't, uh, that I either carry with me, I, I like to carry with me, or, you know, I, I like to, um, you know, use for other things. But I wanted to do this podcast quickly and just um, talk to you for a little bit. Anyway, guys, that's it.